Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining today. We have another, I hate to say it because I say it all the time, another great show. And today we're going to be talking about how to reinvent your career. And we're going to be focusing on baby boomers, but everybody can learn something from today's show. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, how are you, Eva? I am well, Charles. How are you? I'm excellent. So today we have a returning guest that we don't usually do returning guests, but with what's going on now, we needed to go back to the source because, um, you know, with the economy, with our careers, with a lot of the aging corporate people and the baby boomers coming up, we need some expert advice on how to proceed with our careers. Hmm. Yes, because sometimes we were um, nose down in the career and not really thinking marketing. And right. those that do think marketing actually do pretty well in branding. But for those of us that didn't do marketing and branding, it can be a little daunting. Um, I agree. So today we're going to uh, hear from an expert uh, returning to the show for the second time, our very special guest, Diane Huth. Diane, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. Excellent. Thank you so much for um, coming back. Um, I want to um, start first by sharing some information. I know you have a previous uh, really cool book out and you have a new book out, but I want to share... Um, your website, um, which is brandyouguide.com. Okay, brandyouguide.com. This is all about branding yourself. Brand I you actually guide. have a brand new website. Excellent. Ooh. It's my name. It's www.dianehooth.com. I'm sorry if I didn't give you an update. Yeah, we just launched it recently. That's excellent. That's Diane Hooth, and that's H-U-T-H. Excellent. Um, okay, so um, Diane, we you want to target baby boomers, um, which I think is a great thing. But why? Why is that? I mean, why start with baby boomers? Because the baby boomer generation, there's 32 million of us, and I'm firmly in the baby boomer group. There's 32 million of us. About half of all baby boomers are still in the workforce today, and we're trying to figure out what we do with our lives because the world has changed and um, expectations have changed. Longevity has changed and age discrimination is still out there and affecting an awful lot of people. Um, oh, that is a home run to me because 
Um, I've been impacted by everything you just said, as has, you know, pretty much maybe 32 million of us. Right. So right. I, I, I agree. Um, uh, what's hard is, you know, um, all of the hard work, the experience, the skills that we have developed over the years, um, maybe they are rusty. How do we dust them off? Is, is that what you're trying to help us with? I am and trying to help people rethink what you want to do with your life. When we started our careers 40 years ago, we had a career path that led to progressive responsibility. We had a thing called pensions. And, you know, you, you worked for a company for 35 years, you retired with a, a paycheck and a pension, and you went to live in Florida when you were 62. Well, today, the average life expectancy for someone who's 65 is 83. So you're not going to retire at 62 or 63. You're going to have 20 years that you either have to work to support yourself, because trust me, um, Social Security is not going to cover it. And right. the saving stats for baby boomers is devastating. But with all this time, we have to find what is meaningful because playing golf and eating bonbons and watching, you know, TV is not meaningful for 20 years of your life. These are the should be the most productive, liberating, free years of your life because you shouldn't be worried about money as much. You should be worried about giving back. And instead, so many baby boomers are between a rock and a hard spot financially and really struggling. And you know what, Charlie? It's not just baby boomers. There's this whole new trend called middle ageism that people in their 40s are facing age discrimination. In their 40s, not just the 60s, the 40s. Well, and I think, too, um, I see that. I see that with people in their 40s. And also the younger generation is not being treated well on top of it. So they're not getting the salaries, they're struggling, they don't have the longevity in a company, and it's really tough out there. It's become, corporate has not become the safe haven it once was. I mean, it used to be that if you put your nose to the grindstone, like you said, you can stay at a company for 35 years, get your pension, and say, have a nice day. And that's just not the case anymore. And so I think your work... As important as it is for baby boomers, it's just it's always been important for everybody. And I mean, you first started with students and, you know, now moving into the baby boomer generation. But it's tough out there and, you know, they need your help. Yeah. And let me just interrupt and just mention all of this is in your new book, Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age. And that's coming out um, later in the year. No, it came out last September. Um, I, I launched it in September and I was lucky to get Amazon bestseller status. So, um, I'm very excited to be sharing this message. I'm working on a couple new follow up books, but books take a lot of time and I really want to get this message out right now. Um, to start a conversation about what our life's goals should be. Number one, help people who want to work or need to work. Get employed, stay employed, refresh their branding, understand what's going on, understand to present themselves and then help lead the discussion of what should we be doing with our time, talent, and energy. Um, I agree. So um, tell us first, where can we get this book, Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age? Um, it is available on Amazon um, and in in three different formats, in paperback, in ebook, and also on audiobook. Excellent. You just go to Amazon.com and you can put my name in it, Diane Huth, H-U-T-H, or you can look it up by its title. Um, I don't think you were 
uh, it was luck that you were uh, Amazon bestseller. I think it's exactly what's needed at this exact time. That's what I think. Well, thank you so much. And I, I'm very passionate about this because I am, I am struggling with this myself. Um, Russell Brunson has a, a, a quote or a saying that he says that to be a, a, an attractive personality or leader to create a following, you're either the struggler trying to figure out what you're doing. Once you figured it out, you're the Sherpa, which means you guide other people. Or you're the, the, the sage, you're the person sitting up there on Mount Olympus with all the information. And I think in my career, I've gone backwards. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've got 40 years in corporate America and good titles and everything. I'm a university professor, but now in this field, I'm the struggler and a little bit on the Sherpa. I'm helping other people as we find our way through this unknown future that we have. Yeah. We're rewriting the rules of employment. Um, when you talk about the baby boomers and the unemployment, unemployable generation, um, the, I want to understand. So um, there's hope and reinvention is hope. There's no reason to surrender. Right. And that's your point. No, life is an evolution. And I think it, it is embracing that evolution. I think all of us want to be. Um, valuable, to be esteemed, to be compensated, um, to have a meaningful work to do. And it may be in corporate America. It should still be in corporate America if we can figure out how to incorporate five generations in the workplace, five generations right now. But it also means learning to do new things and, and, and start new um, frontiers. Yeah. You know, and I think that if corporate would just look at things a little bit differently, you could employ all five generations and have it be really effective. But sorry, go ahead. Oh, we really should because mm-hmm. each generation brings different attributes, skills, talents, and experience. And young people bring technology mm-hmm. and, and skills and adaptation to technology and new ways of organizing workflows that older people don't have on the other side Older people have experience, they have maturity, they have gut feel, they have um, the ability to communicate verbally face-to-face yes. um, that many young people. So we have to find a way in corporate America to blend the generation and learn to cross-mentor rather than hierarchical supervision where you say, I know everything and you're young so you don't know anything. We need to figure out ways to build organizations that allow us to cross-mentor each other and each person bring their unique skills to the table. And together you make a strong um, team. That A really strong team. That was an excellent point. I mean, that kind of sums the whole thing up. You know, uh, it gave me chills because um, a while back, I did a book on some of the forefathers, and that to me was the relationship between Paul Revere and Sam Adams, who was the old, more experienced person versus the young, let's try it this way person. And um, you're exactly right. And I think if if some of the baby boomers kind of take a step back and understand that they have to reinvent themselves and learn how to market themselves a little differently – then they can be part of the the rest of the world, right? Well, and, and I was also thinking that everybody needs to be open and respectful 
and understand that everybody brings some type of a skill set to the table. So baby boomers can get kind of, um, they can get uppity about their skill set and that you don't know anything, just like you were saying before, Diane, when the reality is, is that there's something that we can learn from everybody. And especially like, like you were just mentioning, the young people have this amazing ability with tech. And some of us were lucky enough that we, we were there on the forefront of tech, but even had, even with that background, you know, it's still daunting what's come out in tech and we, we're not keeping up with it. And we can learn that from the younger generation. But like you said, you know, we also have a better skill set of communication. We're better writers, we're better speakers simply because we had to be. Yeah. One of the first sections of my book, Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job, I talk about the 10 attributes that baby boomers bring to the table because often we don't realize them ourselves and we need to analyze them and document and claim them so that when you're talking to somebody, a hiring manager or a recruiter, you can um, enunciate and clearly explain the benefit that you bring, weave that into your resume and your, your recruiting documents so that we can claim it. Because a lot of times we just take ourselves for granted and we need to look at it and understand the value that we add. And we also have to tell the five big areas that, that we're missing. Um, one of the things that seems to ha- hold promise today, and I'm sure you all as, as business leaders, you understand agile and scrum methodology. Mm-hmm. And that is where you build teams that work on a common goal. That to me is the perfect place for this cross-generational collaboration because it actually fosters team efforts in the workforce. And so maybe that holds the future for for helping to bridge these generational gaps. Well, you know what? And we're going to take a break in one second. But, I, I, you know, that, of course, holds very true to my heart because that's what I do as well, um, agile and scrum and teamwork. Um, but the accountability is on every single person, not just on the baby boomers or the younger person or the corporate people. It's on everyone to uh, be accountable. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't work. But this is very good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I can't say enough about it and about your book, uh, Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age. And you can get that on Amazon. We are going to take our first break, but please stay with us, everyone. We got a lot more to discuss with our special guest, Diane Huth. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We have a great guest today. We are talking with Diane Huth. She is the author of Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age. And she is also the author of Brand You to Land Your Dream Job, which is a great book for students and early career professionals. You can learn more about Diane at her website at dianehuth.com. And it's Diane and H-U-T-H.com. So, Diane, I'm loving this conversation. As you can tell, Charlie and I are both really loving this conversation. And I, I wanted to get into, um, you've got like five key ways for us to remain or become employable in corporate America, which I know can feel daunting for people because sometimes you just feel like there is just no way I can, I can go back in there. So what are some of those ways that we can get up to speed so we can get back in if we want to or the stay number there? One- 
thing we need to do is what I call tech up. We need to embrace technology and we need to realize we are fearful of technology because we have seen it explode so much, but it was our generation that invented it and we have abdicated it to the young people, but we need to take back and say, I can do this and I'm going to invest at least half an hour every day for the rest of my life into learning technology skills because technology is growing exponentially. And even people in their 30s are becoming obsolete because of technology. So we have got to, number one, embrace technology. And there are lots and lots of ways to do it for cheap or free. Anything you want on YouTube. Okay, YouTube is the university of the world. You can find anything you want. You can listen to Kim Commando. You can read um, trade magazines. You can go to, to trade schools. Um, you can learn. You can have form little committees um, at, at like a, a learning group at work. You can go back and take classes. You can ask for certifications. There's lots of things you can do, but you need to proactively say, I'm on a journey of lifelong learning, and I need to learn some new technology every single day for the rest of my life. It's interesting. And with tech, um, based on what you were saying in the first segment, it goes a little bit beyond learning the mechanics of tech. It's also a, a different way of thinking and a logic change. Like you had mentioned, um, uh, workflow changes and, you know, along with new technology comes new ideas and new ways to be productive. Well, and, and I want to get a little more granular on it because tech is huge. I mean, there is so much out there. So when we say tech, there are so many different places that you can start. And where would you recommend like a person starts? Because I actually know people not much older than myself that really don't have a clue what Facebook is, don't have a clue how to look up a YouTube video, don't have a clue about Twitter or any of that, any social media. Um, so where would you recommend that people start? Well, I think you just have to jump in. Um, mm -hmm. If you're currently working, you are already surrounded by tech. You right. are using computers, you're using systems, you're using process flow. So if you're currently in the workforce, you're already there, you simply go to HR, you you get with the tech guy in your department, and you say, hey, we're going to have a bag lunch every Wednesday to talk about tech. Will you come and, and teach us what we need to know to help us with our thing? Um, you can go to trade schools. Udemy and Linda and LinkedIn, all of these places offer free online courses or really cheap online courses. In January, Udemy offers offered every one of their courses for 15 bucks. And some of their courses mm -hmm. were like for $300, $400 online. You could get every one on their sale for 15 bucks. I bought 10 of them. I haven't read them yet. I haven't done them yet. But for 15 bucks, it's so cheap to acquire technology. Yeah. And one of the places, just go to YouTube. YouTube is the TV inventory of the world. And you just go to YouTube and, and, and click in what you want to learn. Technology for newbies. Um, I want to learn how to use social media. There will be thousands and thousands of opportunities. You can click and watch. The video should be short. Uh, a YouTube video should be, you know, two, three minutes. So you can invest two or three minutes. See if you find some people that you like. Um, and then click down below to their name because that will be the channel. Click on the channel. Then you'll see all of the YouTube videos that that person has followed and then subscribe. And then whenever they post a new one, you'll get an update. That's a real easy way. Yeah, it is easy. You're right. And all we got to do is say, you know, tech, tech for newbies and the world is at our feet. Right. And and I would make a suggestion here too because 
I can be one of these people that buys courses like the $9, the $10, the $15, and all of a sudden you find yourself going, oh, my gosh, I didn't even remember I bought this thing. And I would suggest, you know, not doing more than like one every two weeks because sometimes they can be short, but sometimes they're a little bit longer and it can overwhelm you. And if it's somebody that's not really good with tech, it can be too much. And so I would suggest like, yeah, go out there, look at something, find it and just do one at a time because otherwise it will overwhelm. Absolutely. Um, but you're right. If you're like us where you are, are used to tech, you're savvy with tech, tech doesn't really scare you, but there are new things that you need to learn, then yeah, load up when Udemy has the $15 courses because you're right. I mean, there's just this, this crazy amount of knowledge out there for so cheap. I mean, you can't even hire somebody to teach it to you for that price. Mm-mm. And, and with YouTube, it's all free. Right. I mean, mind boggling. And you know, it's not just learning technology. Technology is where you start. But one of the things you have to do is embrace lifelong learning. You know, years ago when we were in college, we said, okay, I've got my degree. I've got my advanced degree, my graduate, whatever. I'm done. I'm at the top of the heap. No, you're just (laughs) starting because things change so much. And we have to say, I'm going to learn new stuff, not just technology, every day, and I'm going to keep updating my credentials to be relevant because today employers are looking for quantifiable skills before they hire you. Part of this, you know, vicious circle, chicken versus the, you know, um, egg type thing is younger people are less loyal to, to companies Companies are less loyal to employees, and therefore, um, with high turnover, particularly for young people, companies are no longer investing in training because they're not going to get their return. So, therefore, they're requiring you to come with certifications, proven, demonstrable skills. And so, many industries offer badges or certifications. So, even if you've been in a job forever, you need to go and get new certified, either certified in your industry where you're going to learn new skills, or you need to get another certification. So, if I'm, I'm, I've been in marketing forever. I would get a certified marketing, um, you know, badge or certification from the AMA. Your trade associations offer career certifications. I would probably get a PMP certification, which is professional project management. I'd probably get a social media certification because all these are badges or independent credentials that say this person has mastered a specific skill set. Because they know in college you're getting general education, but you may not be getting the specific skills that you need. And you really need to embrace that lifelong learning and and new credentials and certifications to keep relevant. I I agree 100 percent. And I just want to echo that and add to it by saying oftentimes people feel just having the certification doesn't make you an expert. But that's not what we're saying here. We're saying get certified in all of the areas that maybe pertain to your job or career because that keeps you in the game you're just trying to stay current and that's what it shows that you're current and your your education is energetic and i think that goes a long way and and the industries have changed we were chatting about that a little bit ago um you know technology has changed our jobs look at you folks you have had to embrace New streaming internet digital technology that 20 years ago didn't exist. Right. right. In marketing my field, I am studying bot, um, text messaging messenger, um, text messaging deployment. I just built my first online class. It's a complete video class. 
that I'm, I'm offering online on how to build a resume. I, I sat in my home office and with my Yeti mic, I recorded my own audio book. And all these technologies that didn't exist 10 years ago. So we need to embrace technology for survival. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely, it's essential. It's essential. And, you know, when you were talking about resumes, one of the things they search on, because they don't really read resumes anymore, they search for those certifications. And if you don't have them, you're already out of the game. You, you ha- can't even get a toe in the door. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary. I, my, my course is called Above the Fold Resume because the, the things have changed so much that in the job search market, all, 50% of all jobs are find, found online, but virtually 100% of jobs need to be, um, applied to online to meet, you know, legal requirements. And when you do a computer robot, which is a, a computer algorithm, looks for keyword matches and throws out 75% of all resumes before they go to a recruiter, an online recruiter who spends on average seven seconds scanning those 25% that made it through the initial screener before somebody actually sits down and looks at the content of your resume. Yeah, but from a corporate perspective, honestly, that you're exactly right. But that's a terrible strategy, right? It takes the uh, heart and soul out of hiring and recruiting. Um, it is the way it is, but it, it's a terrible strategy. Yeah, well, they, yeah, I think they look at it as, and, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, I think they look at it as, well, this is one way that we don't have to have a whole bunch of people looking at resumes, yeah. you know? Yeah. With, with the change to online job boards, employers can get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of applications for one job. It's survival. Yeah. There's no way a human being can go through all of those. So they have had to rely on technology simply because as the Internet has opened up job offerings globally, so many more people apply. On average, any job, a local bookkeeper for a small company, a 1,000 people are going to see that ad 200 people are going to start an application. 100 people are going to fill an application. And, and how is a, how is a, a small accounting company or a small, um, service company going to re- recruit or lo- re- evaluate 100 resumes for a job? It's impossible. So they've had to rely and embrace technology. But if you as a job seeker don't understand this process, it's never going to happen. You're just never going to make it through. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, what I was thinking about when you were saying we should tech up, um, uh, some of the ways uh, and the courses you had mentioned, you also, I was thinking of maybe joining a, a local meetup, a tech savvy type meetup, which would kill two birds for me and that it would get me up my tech skills, but also get me networking even, right? Which will help. Absolutely. Meetup is wonderful. I, you know, I think everybody should look into Meetup. Meetup is virtually free. It's local. And there are thousands of organizations or or meetup opportunities near wherever it is that you live that you can attend. And, and they, they have a, a joint thing is yes, they, they enable joining and communication by technology, but they actually meet in person. So you shake hands and meet people and get out of the house and meet them. Same thing can be said for trade associations. And I'm the biggest proponent for joining your trade association because that's where you're going to meet your future employer. Right. Is mm-hmm. your professional industry association, in your local town, you're going to be able to um, bypass the online recruiting process to a certain extent and meet people face to face 
and get known for your professional qualities and your personal qualities and, and, and talk to the hiring managers or the recruiters right there in your professional association. And then you can apply online and then your resume will be reviewed. And maybe, you know, if you talk to the hiring manager, they'll say, Hey, you know, submit your resume and I'll look at it right away and I'll make sure that we get you in to talk to some people. That's the way to do it. You combine the old school personal shaking hands networking with understanding the high tech process of how you apply online. Well, and it just keeps that communication skill set up too, so that you don't get rusty on that. You're always having to present yourself and, and interview right in the moment. So it keeps that skill set going. Now, this is great. I'm, I'm loving this conversation. So we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back with Diane Huth. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are just blowing through it today um, <laughs> with our very special guest, um, Diane Huth, who just came out recently with a new book, Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age. And you can get that on Amazon. Um, you can learn more about Diane at her website, dianehuth.com. That's H-U-T-H. And um, we're just learning how to stay in the game, basically, uh, for baby boomers. But I agree that it does apply to everyone, not just baby boomers. Right? It does, yeah. Um, so, you know, what, what what I'd like to go into now really is the crux of everything uh, about branding, right? Um, you say... Hire yourself, right? Um, and what do you mean by hire yourself? One of the options that as people get older, particularly, if you, you are unable to find a job or you are bored with your current job or you progressed as far as you want, um, and the corporate ladder no longer seems as exciting or stimulating or rewarding, a lot of people want to go into business for themselves. They could either be forced into it because of unemployment or their passions can take them to saying, I want my own company or I want to do consulting. Um, 40% of people today are working as independent contractors. That means they're not on salary. They are contracted to do a specific job, and that number is going to grow up. I mean, it's going to increase. We are moving from a salary-based economy with benefits to an independent contractor job. And if that's what you love to do, that might be a way to grow your career starting your own company. But it might not be a consulting company. I think everybody should have a consulting company just to ask as a branding tool. So if you're a professional of any kind, you should have a website in your name that showcases your skills, your talent, your background, and what you can do for other people. I think that's a key. It should be a plan B. It should also be a plan A. Um, you may not make a lot of money, but it'll help you to get a job when you want to. But it's establishing your brand as an expert so that you can showcase your talents. So you may want to do freelancing. There's a lot of companies out there that hire freelancers. And the model for consulting companies is changing. You know, it used to be McKinsey or 
you know, the, the big um, Boston mm-hmm. consulting or whoever, Bain, they would hire consultants. You would hire them for a $200,000 project and they would assign their, their senior recruiters to work on your project. Today, they allow you to pick your own team. So Patina Solutions, one of my favorites, P-A-T-I-N-A Solutions, they actually have a database of thousands of mature professionals with master's degrees and 25 years of experience. And then they, they have consulting clients come to them, they um, create a scope of work, and then the consultant, I mean, the the company picks the consultants they want on their team. Oh, it's sort of like an outsourced project. Oh, wow, yeah. Isn't that a neat idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what I was thinking? Um, When, as part of the Get Tech or Tech Up Deliverable, I, I can do a website. That could be my, my deliverable for my, my tech up project. Do a website which would launch me into my consulting name and company as well. I can, that's really a great, a great segue, right? Right. And, and it's so easy today with, you know, websites. I can build a website in two hours. You know, they're, they're plug and play. You go to GoDaddy and you could do a go, you know, if you just want an informational website, you could do a GoDaddy, um, um, career, you know, website builder. I mean, it's plug and play. A lot of them are. So you can have your own website in a matter of hours, or you can hire someone to do it inexpensively. You should be able to hire someone for four or 500 bucks to do graphics logo and build your website. It's really easy, but that gives you a platform to engage with people as a professional. And if you're trying to get in the job market, that allows you to network directly with the hiring manager and bypass human resources because you can talk peer to peer. Yeah. But that's where you start with your branding and you can showcase. So it's it's kind of a, like a LinkedIn profile on steroids, but you get mm-hmm. to control the content and, and you can engage people that way. But then you can leverage that into contract work or a lot of people want to start small businesses, um, in part a lot of it is service businesses. But one of the things that, that I've been looking at and, and studying with this is what does it take to be successful in a small business? And, you know, that's not easy. 90% of small businesses fail within three years. So Mm -hmm. when you start a small business, you move from doing what your passion is. Let's say your passion is marketing. Your passion is, is, you know, artwork or whatever it is that you want to do. When you own your own business, you've got to do it all. You've got to do the accounting, the bookkeeping, the marketing, the legal, the compliance, the human resources, the the sales, all of it. And most people go into small business because they love the field. And then all the stuff that it takes to run a small business overwhelms yeah. them. And you spend all your time doing the administrative stuff and not enough time doing what you love when the success of business is really selling <laughs> So it's really tough to have a small business. So so people really need to be very um, cautious about setting up a small business expecting to make money. If you have a consulting practice that allows you to brand yourself, that's a very small investment for a high return. But you may not get a lot of, cons- lot of clients. But right. if you want to jump into your own business, what people learn is it's not doing the function itself. It's the sales and the marketing that's going to make you successful. And a lot yeah, of people we, don't want to do that. We agree, and we've learned that the hard way as well. Yes, we have. Um, All of us. One thing I want to talk about, um, I think, is important when you talk about branding and when you talk about you know, reinventing, um, 
I'm not sure, but presence is also in the mix somewhere because how I presented myself in the 70s and 80s may also have to be reinvented. I'm not talking about, you know, what I look like. I'm talking about basically my presence, how I communicate and so on. And I, I think that also would help someone if we could, you know, that should be in the mix in reinventing, I think. Right. And that's definitely part of the personal branding. The how you present yourself has changed dramatically. Today you present yourself on social media. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile that is vigorous, it's vibrant, then you are not, you don't exist business-wise. You don't exist as a professional. LinkedIn is free. It is easy. Um, and, and you build a profile, but you must have an active LinkedIn in profile or you are not going to be considered, you're not going to be found and you're not going to be considered, considered to be relevant. So social media matters. Social media can play against you because, um, today employers are going to look at your, um, social media presence, your Facebook and your Twitter and, and they're going to do Google searches to learn about you. So you need to harness and, and optimize your social media. LinkedIn, professional media, but also people are going to try and find out what are your values, what do you do with your time, your energy, who are you as a person. I'm going to look at your social media to find that out. You know, everything that you have been talking about to this point uh, applies whether we're working or not. I mean, even if some of us or many of us are working, all these things should be in the mix. We should be working them in the background so that if we're suddenly not working. We're not, we're not caught naked, right? We want to have the profiles built. We want to be in the game techno, technically and so on. These are things we can implement starting today. And everybody should. One of the biggest problems is people tend to be very loyal to their employers. They keep their head down. They, they, they work hard at their jobs. They take care of their families and they're not considering what happens tomorrow if I get a pink slip and yeah. everybody. Everybody will get fired at least once in their life, career for no reason of your own. Okay. Yeah. Stuff happens in business. Companies um, come and go. People, organizations reorg. A new CEO comes in. They change the direction. There are layoffs. Everybody needs to be prepared for the fact that you will be unemployed at some point in your life and often two or three times. And you need to be um, uh, cognizant of the need for branding and just being a loyal employee doesn't help you um, leverage your presence. I'm often, you know, I was in media sales for seven years and I would contact national companies who had local headquarters and I would, you know, talk to the marketing people, which is my field, and they would blow me off. They wouldn't come to the luncheons. They wouldn't network socially, you know, because they were working on a global scale. They weren't interested in the local market. Whoops, year later, I get a phone call. I've been laid off. Do you know anybody, right? Well, yeah, you didn't yeah. get out and network with all the people who would be hiring you because you were focused elsewhere. You did not do your homework of getting well-known in your local market. Well, that's because everything that you're talking about also applied to them, only they were blind because they were too busy working, right? Absolutely, and I get phone calls. I actually um, had a client that, that I tried. I, I actually... Um, had a client who that happened to, he blew me off and wouldn't, wouldn't talk to me. I got a phone call from him six months later looking for a job. Okay. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, yeah, 
so I, I was gracious and I invited him to the marketing association luncheons and met lunch with him and coached him and talked to him about employers. But he was oblivious because he was not focusing on his short term future. Yeah. Um, you know, I love I love the idea of hire yourself, um, regardless if you want to start an independent business or not. You still should set up a website um get a domain name with your name because it will make you more aware of your brand. Um, and I think that would help make everyone prepare a little better, you know? Right. And we all need to be cognizant of the fact that you are a brand. We don't think of ourselves as a product or as a brand, but your brand is what, what people talk is your reputation is what people talk about you when you're not in the room. It's how you're seen, seen and perceived. And think of yourself as a bottle of fine vintage wine. Are you going to be, have an old, you know, faded, dusty label or are you going to brush it up and make it look good? Are you going to position yourself on the shop, you know, eye level on the top shelf or are you going to be on the bottom? Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to be seen frequently? Are people going to talk about you? Are people going to try you? And they try you through um, getting to know you through volunteer roles, through your work as a, uh, uh, um, like on board roles or through your professional association. So if you think of yourself as a brand and you apply typical marketing um, strategies to yourself, it will help you to objectively say, gee, I've got this weakness in communication or this weakness in my presentation or this weakness in, in how I'm, I'm connecting with my audience. Right, that's unbelievable. That's perfect. Um, so, Diane, I have a question. So I'm thinking about this, and um, maybe during this process or if I'm out of work and I'm reinventing, trying to get back somewhere – um, would it make sense for me? I mean, I'm not making light of my value or my worth, right? I'm very proud of what I do, and I think I'm worth a million dollars. Like, um, but should I take money off the table since um, things are changed now? My my demographic is different. You know, my reinventing maybe has a shorter career span, a life cycle of experience. Should I take money off the table completely and focus on uh, position first? Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense for a couple reasons. Number one, if you are out of work today, um, when you get rehired, the odds are you will be hired back at a salary that goes from 15 to 30% less than your prior job if you're currently unemployed. And if you're holding out for salary, um, they can often replace you, your role, not may you, but your role was somebody who's half the cost. Right. And you had mentioned that earlier. And, um, you know, when companies hire younger people more than uh, often, more often than not, it's at a lower salary. So if if the mindset changes in some of, you know, people that have 20, 30 years experience and salary isn't the number one priority. It's work versus not work. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe things would be a little different. Right. And and one of the things we as a group of people and and as kind of altruistic, we have to learn what are the skills that are most important that we bring to the market to the table, and how can I leverage those in building a strong team? And maybe those skills are not sitting in a chair in a cubicle forty hours a week, but doing more mentoring. A lot of people are working from their home. Mm -hmm. 40% of workers don't go into a workplace today. 
they they work from their home office. So maybe it's more collaborative. Maybe it's talking to uh, an employer about, you know, I, I want to be meaningful, but I, I maybe I don't need the $100,000 salary, but I would like to work part-time. I would like to work on a contract basis coaching the team and working and bringing the skills that I have to the table to help the team. And so maybe it's, it's changing the economic um, perception of what your role should be because salaries are changing. Yeah. Um, this is incredible. You know, uh, we're going to take a final break, but I just wanted to mention, you know, with all of the workforce, with the increased workforce working from home, mm-hmm. the overhead savings in these corporate locations, you think they could reinvest that money back into the employees, but that's just an idealistic view of. It's a different time now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are just. Off the charts learning so much here, and I'm real excited. We have one more segment to go with our special guest, Diane Huth, so please stay with us. We will be right back. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. Today, our guest is Diane Huth. She's the author of Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age, and she's also the author of Brand You, To Land Your Dream Job, which was for students and early career professionals. And you can learn more about Diane at her website at dianehuth.com, which is H-U-T-H. And I'm loving this conversation, but in the back of my mind, I am I'm thinking about all the quiet, introverted people out there and how this is a really tough time for them, especially if they're older, because they're used to, I mean, I worked in accounting and then in tech, and I worked with accountants and with technical professionals. I was a liaison between the two groups for the bulk of my career. And I would see people that did great, great work, but they were quiet and not tooting their own horn, didn't know how to toot their own horn, even had trouble, you know, speaking up in meetings. And, I, I feel for the people when we start talking about this because now it's it used to be, you know, when we first started working, we would have Charlie and I and, and you worked in fairly big markets. You know, I was in Chicago. He was in New York. I went to New York myself. But, you know, if you worked in a smaller market, you really just were competing with those people in that smaller market. Now you're competing globally, like you were saying. I mean, you're not going to just get a couple of resumes. You're going to get a thousand resumes for a small job and it will come down to a hundred resumes that are actually looked at and it's tech that goes through to find that one person. And then you have to, if you actually by some miracle get called to, for the interview, you then have to really shine. You got to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really bring it. And I work with a lot of people that aren't necessarily, um, shy, but do have a little bit of anxiety about speaking. And I was just wondering, like, have you encountered this, Diane, at all in, in with some of the clients that you work with and, and how do you help them overcome it? Well, a couple things. Number one, um, if you you should be networking with your own professional association because you're going to meet other people like you. 
Mm. And you're going to have so much in common. So rather than going to a, a networking leads group where you meet lots of people, invest in your own local industry groups. If you're an accountant, join the Accountants Association. You're going to meet with other accountants just like you. Okay. If you're a nurse, join the Nursing Association. If you're marketing, join the Marketing Association because every industry has local industry associations that your peers and your bosses and your subordinates will all belong to. And they're the best way to build um, your um, network. And networking is so critical. So even if you are shy and you're an accountant or you're a tech person, the other people in the industry will relate better to you because you all have similar traits. And that's where you should invest your networking time and energy, I believe. I think there are Things like um, that can get you out of your comfort zone, such as Toastmasters that helps you speak. A lot of people don't want to invest the time or energy. One of the things that I recommend that everybody do for an interview is that you have a portfolio of work. And it doesn't matter whether you're an accountant or whether you're a marketer. You should have what I call show and tell which is a portfolio that showcases things that you've done. And it can include professional work. It can include, if you're younger, college work and a you know, hypothetical portfolio. It can include nonprofit work. It can include professional association. But I find that visually showing what you've done, having something visual helps people talk passionately about their profession, their what they do. And it, it's a visual reminder is much more important than just words on paper or sitting and talking to somebody. And it makes you passionate to talk about what you've done. I think that's a real secret tool to winning an interview is having show and tell that you can say, you know, somebody says, tell me about yourself. I would love to tell you about what I'm passionate about. This is what I've done. And you flip out a portfolio, even if it's only got a few pages, but you say, these are the things that I've done and I've accomplished in my careers. That's, that's, um, also that's another yeah. example of old school thinking, uh, in modern day, cause that's what we used to do years ago, right? We, uh, bring samples of work. So I, I think that's just great. I, I agree. No, I think you can have online portfolios that show it too. But Mm -hmm. I think actually having and and some tech people they will have an online portfolio on issue or some other site, whatever it is, could be your website. Um, But you bring a a, a tablet or an iPad and you say you can you can show the portfolio digitally with an iPad. You could show it, but I like physical copies that can include letters of recommendation. It can include you know physical paper um, invites to things that you've done or documents or. You know, if you're an accountant, you worked as a CPA, you know, it could be an award that you received. It could be uh, an annual report from a company, you know, things like that. So you want tangible things are more engaging. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I was thinking, too, just as we were talking and as you were talking about having the portfolio, I was also thinking that if you're a little bit more introverted, having that social media presence, like especially on LinkedIn, would be really pretty essential to get you out there and get you um, practicing tooting your own horn a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, sharing articles, writing articles, you know, engaging on social media and just getting out there a little bit just to show people that, yeah, I'm here and I'm interested and, and I have ideas because so many people that are quieter tend to be the observers in the room. So have a lot of great ideas, have a lot of great observations, but just have a little bit of trouble sharing them. So even if you guys start sharing just on social media or on LinkedIn, that could really be helpful, I would Mm -hmm. think. 
Yeah, I like to think of LinkedIn as a blog with 600 million subscribers that's free. Right. All you do is you create a, a, an article, a written piece of content, and you post it on LinkedIn and you engage with people. That becomes, and, and, and if you're quieter, it could be something that you presented internally. It could be a conference that you presented at, or it could be a white paper that you wrote. You modify it so it's not proprietary, you know, but, mm-hmm. but that's a way to, to, in writing, share your leadership, um, and, and your insights. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 well, I was just thinking, too, when you said, because I think that was an important point that you made about changing the content so it's not proprietary, because I think sometimes people forget that, especially someone younger and might by accident share something that is not OK to share or leave it out altogether because yeah. they don't want to run the risk. I think they that they post. might be more prone to posting something like a white paper that they wrote that's proprietary mm. and not really realize it. So I think that's a really good point. So, Diane, we have just a couple minutes left, and I wanted to talk a little bit about retirement and expectations around it, because I think you feel like we should really start changing our expectations around retirement, especially the boomers. Absolutely. We're going to live longer, so we need to be finding productive work. And it used to be you retired at 62 and died at 65, so you had a couple years there. We've got 20 years to embrace. And as human beings, we want to be productive. That is our wiring, our hard wiring. So we need to really say, how can I use my time and talents and and abilities to do something good that will make me feel valued, like I'm giving back and contributing? So I think that many people, as you get older, you become less dependent hopefully upon the paycheck, you have the social security net that gives you some income that you can invest back in a community, in caring for others, in working in nonprofits, or just changing um, your philosophy to working part-time. Maybe there doesn't have to be a cutoff. I work, you know, 60 hours a week till I'm 65. And then what do I do? You, you have transition through part-time work, through contract work, through working, talking with your employer and say, I want a phased retirement and having those discussions of how can I add value? And I want more free time to be with family, to travel, to handle family obligations, whatever. And let's change the way we look at retirement. I think that's a great idea and a great way to look at it because, you know, at this point, We've been working out for a reason, right? So, and so we still have a little bit of life and energy left, but we don't want to keep putting in, you know, 65 hours at the office. And so coming up with some kind of creative solutions, because so many times people say, well, my employer wouldn't do that. Well, you haven't even asked your employer. It's the same exact thing that you guys were talking about at the beginning. It's uh, in reverse. It's, uh, retirement age professionals coming back in at a lower salary to help, you know, be productive and, and, and things like that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. It might be flex time work from home. Mm -hmm. It might be part time, might be contract. So it doesn't have to be the same thing it was for the last 40 years. Right. Well, Diane, thank you so much. We were so glad to have you back and we love your work and we love the expertise that you bring to the table. It's always a great show with you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can I give your listeners a gift real quick? Please. Yes. Okay. I have a um, downloadable PDF, which is those 10 reasons that they ought to be hiring baby boomers and look at us instead of just the millennials. And you can get that at www 
reinventmycareerplease.com. <laughs> reinventmycareerplease.com and click on there and, and there's my um, 10 reasons they ought to be hiring you instead of a younger person. And we'll share that as well. We will share that as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been so much fun to be here and to share what I'm so passionate about. <laughs> yeah. We can tell you're a home run hitter for sure. Um, thank, you thank you so, so much. much. Okay, take care. Have well, a wonderful day. You too. It was Bye-bye. another great show. Yeah, uh, Diane was just awesome. Everything she said was spot on. And again, go to dianehuth.com, H-U-T-H, and the book is Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age, or brand you to land your dream job. And both of those are available on Amazon. So let's get them and make a difference. Together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thanks again for joining. This is corporate talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. You've been listening to corporate talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson and the talk zone family. All our replays are available at talkzone.com or in the iTunes store. Also be sure to download the free talk zone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at charlieandeva.com. Thanks again for listening.